You're listening to the Daily Podcast, brought to you by the Gateway to Heaven. It is good to be here. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, I am very excited to talk to you about today's scripture. It comes from the book of John, chapter 13, verse 34, which says, and this is Jesus, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you love one another. Let me say that again. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. That was Jesus speaking to his disciples about love. He didn't say, I want you to love one another because I loved you. What he said was, love one another as I have loved you. As we discussed in a previous episode, the love of God is a sacrificial love. And the word used in the Greek is agape. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 speaks about this type of love when it says, love is patient, love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. It does not act disgracefully. It does not seek its own benefit. It is not provoked. Love does not keep an account of a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It keeps every confidence. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. The love of God is patient. It is kind, and it does not keep a record of wrong. Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord isn't really being slow about His promise, as some people think. No, He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Love is, love is kind. The love of God is kind. Romans 2.4 says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Again, the love of God does not keep an account of a wrong suffered. Where do we find this? Psalms 103 verse 12 says, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Again, Hebrews 8.12 says, For I will be merciful and gracious toward their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. That's that love of God. You may wonder why He wanted them to love each other that way. Well, simply because he wanted them to exhibit a reflection of himself. His message to the world was all about love. And for that message to live on, the disciples had to show that love even in his absence. He preached that he was the propitiation for the sin of the world. He preached that he was God's messenger to deliver that love. 
In John 3, 16 and 17, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So he gave them a new commandment, just one, just one. Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus knew how complicated the law was with its 613 commands, not to mention the Ten Commandments. He knew how easy it was to break the law. And besides, he was not yet glorified, so the Holy Spirit was not yet given to them as a helper. Jesus, knowing that love is the greatest of all gifts, and against such there is no law, he commanded the disciples to exercise their freedom in loving each other. First John 4 it says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, Love is like a cluster of grapes. In it you will discover joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such there is no law. You ask, how did Jesus love his disciples? Let's take a closer look at that. He disciplined them when they got out of line. Matthew 16, 21-23 says, From that time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12 says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father the son in whom he delights. How did Jesus love his disciples? Well, he rescued them when they were in danger. Mark 4 verses 35 to 39 says, On the same day, when evening had come, he said to his disciples, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Can you see how Jesus loved his disciples? He's protecting them. Again, he taught them how to pray to the Father. 
in Luke chapter 11 verses 1 to 4 he said now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples so he said to them when you pray say our Father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one Jesus loved them by giving them power over the enemy in Luke 10 18 to 20 he said to them I saw Satan fall from heaven as a flash of lightning and I have given you the authority over all the power of the enemy and to walk among serpents and scorpions and to crush them nothing shall injure you however the important thing is not that demons obey you but that your names are registered as citizens of heaven another way that Jesus loved his disciples he made himself a ransom for them John 18 verses 3 to 8 says the chief priests and Pharisees had given Judas a squad of soldiers and police to accompany him now with blazing torches lanterns and weapons they arrived at the olive grove Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him stepping forward to meet them he asked whom are you looking for Jesus of Nazareth they replied I am he Jesus said and as he said it they fell backwards to the ground once more he asked them whom are you searching for and again they replied Jesus of Nazareth I told you I am he Jesus said and since I am the one you are after let these others go Jesus gave himself in exchange for the lives of his disciples another way Jesus loved his disciples is that he died for their sins and for the sins of the world also John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 2 Corinthians 5.19-21 says, For God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself, no longer counting men's sin against them, but blotting them out. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell others. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is using us to speak to you. We beg you as though Christ himself were here pleading with you. Receive the love he offers you. Be reconciled to God. For God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then in exchange he poured God's goodness into us last but not least he kept his promise and he returned from the dead 
John 20 verses 19 to 22 says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. My friend, what better love than that? That God would pour himself into his disciples. And it's the same thing he's doing for us. If we believe in Jesus, he pours his Holy Spirit into us. As a helper, as a guide, as a comforter. There's one more promise left. And we believe that he will keep that promise also. 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 13 to 18 says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen to sleep in Him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump call of God, and then the, cry, the, the, the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. And you gotta encourage one another with these words. That's how Jesus loved his disciples. And my friend, I'm telling you, that's how Jesus loved us as well. You've got to believe this. Beloved, look, there is no doubt in my mind that we must love each other as Jesus has loved us. I challenge you today to examine the love that you have for each other. Is it the love of Jesus? Is it the agape love that is patient and kind? Is it the love that is not jealous, a love that does not brag and is not arrogant? Is it the love that does not act disgracefully and does not seek its own benefit? My friend, when you examine the love that you have for each other, is it the kind that is not provoked and does not keep an account of a wrong suffered? These are all questions that you must answer. Then you will know if you love each other as Jesus has loved you. And that's my message for you today. You've got, you've got to receive and examine this message and see if you love each other. I want to ask you, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, if you haven't, you can do that today with a simple prayer. This is the message. Jesus preached the message of love, and I would hate to spend this time with you and not give you the opportunity 
to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. So with this simple prayer that can happen today, you can just, Lord Jesus, I come to you in your precious name, in the presence of God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And I declare, as the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if I would confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. And so right now I confess you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I'm saying and I'm confessing that I believe that you died for my sins. You died, was buried, and you rose again the third day. And I want to thank you and make you my Lord. You are my Savior. Bless me, fill me with your Holy Spirit that I can continue my journey in life, walking in the goodness of the Lord. I thank you, Lord, and I bless you. I offer this prayer in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my time is up again, but I do hope that you were blessed by what you've heard today. And if you were, feel free to let us know. Just use the message tab. Let us know. We want to rejoice with you. So till the next time, this is Anthony saying, love each other as Jesus has loved you. Amen.